The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Crips of the Corn. I am the mysterious Justin. And I'm the uh, uh, giant cryptic Jay. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're going to start a new kind of permanent segment on the podcast. Maybe. It will be. Uh, it's called Jay's Giant Obsession. Yes, I love giants. I don't know why. I've always liked giants it, ever it, since I was a little kid, which is weird thinking back. What do you mean, like giants? I've always just been drawn to them, obsessed. It's weird. And, like, I, for example... Like, you like like giants, or...? I've just been, like, fascinated. Fascinated. Okay. Fascinated, always by tall people or just giants in general. Just always been drawn to them, even as a little kid. It's probably because you're four foot tall. I mean, definitely had something to do with it. Somebody's going to meet us in real life that doesn't know us. <laughs> Being gonna be like Jay's not that short, right? I think you're like what, I, like an inch shorter than me or two. Yeah, I'm five six. Yeah, so three inches ish. Yeah, five six. So it's it's it's, it's good enough. It's not much. My, it matters how big my hair is. True. Yeah, because I'm either five nine or six foot. But I will. Right. <laughs> it's true. I did grow up uh, being very very small. This I hit a growth spurt to get this tall, so I'm tall now. I'm a giant <laughs> now, compared to what I used to. I used to be tiny. Um, like my favorite basketball player was always George Mirasan, which is a seven foot seven. That's a big guy. Yep. Very big. Your sixth grade science teacher was a giant. I never had him. Or was he eighth? I never had him as a teacher. You're talking Mr. Fane? Yeah. Yep. Never had him. He was in school when I was in school, but I never actually had him as a teacher. Rest in peace. Right. Yep. Yep. But he was a really good teacher. We always enjoyed him. And he was a massive man or tall wise. Yeah. Like he wouldn't. Yeah. He was. He he was a. I know he played in high school and college for basketball, and I think he had a. This is a tangent already. I think he had a chance to probably maybe go pro, but he took. I don't know if he had a med, like his medical thing stopped him. Probably, yeah, would be my guess. Couldn't have helped. <clears throat> no. So, do you want me to give you an introduction before you kind of take off with this? Sure, I guess. Yeah. So this is we're kind of going to focus on reports of giants around this area, Ohio, Kentucky, uh, and the surrounding areas first. And then each episode of this will kind of branch out maybe a little farther or a little bit different or look into a specific area. Yeah. This is going to be the kind of the first episode that's the overview with a few specifics. So you guys can get the taste for this kind of thing. This kind of falls into hidden history or, you know, misplaced history or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it matters, it matters who you, who right. you're talking to. Who you talk to and what their view on the past is. And I've always been told those who control the past control the present and those who control the present control the future. I've always been told history is, uh, written by the victors. 
that too, which which both I think mean the same thing. Giants lost. Yeah, or they were wiped. The big headache. The, the big headache. Yeah, I've heard of that too. The big we headache. We talked about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, so this is just kind of before we dive into this. I don't know. I didn't do any of the. I didn't do any of the research. I may know a couple you talk about. Mm-hmm. Did, did are you bringing up Dayton at all today? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think that would be on this. I I don't think it's on my list today. But, um, I'm I want to talk about, uh, giants, uh, skeletons and stuff being exhumed or dug up, uh, in Ohio and Kentucky. Uh, what started all this was, uh, Justin asked me to look up the August, ancient Augustan giants of Kentucky. (laughs) So I searched that just researching it. It's hard to find. There wasn't a whole lot on it. But basically, the story I found was that uh, it's in Bracken, Augusta's in Bracken County, Kentucky, uh, right, northern Kentucky, right on the Ohio River. It buds right up against Ohio. Um, and the story I found was in that town, they were excavating or making, leveling out this area to put in this garage. And when they were doing that, this is when they uncovered these, basically a cemetery. They found a cemetery of these giants, skeletons, and they were dug up. Um, four skeletons were found. Okay. I was going to say, you um, said cemetery. How many is that? Right. Well, the one I read said three, mm-hmm. but they could be yeah, could wildly be. different. This is the one I got this from a university of Kentucky, uh, uh, paper, but what, what would you call that? Uh, journal, yeah, scientific that's, journal. Uh, yeah. That's a, it's a institution's journal. It's a, it was a archeological survey. Yeah. It's, it's covering like all that stuff, um, back then. And yeah. And this one, they, the only two mentions they have of the one specifically in Augusta was uh, a, bra- a battleground near Augusta was mentioned by, uh, I can't even say the guy's name, Raffin- Raffinesque, I don't know. Uh, there's no definite location of it, but they supposedly found a battleground there and found uh, bones and stuff. But then, like I said, the main one that I found was that garage, and that was back in 1924. Is when that was uh, discovered, um, but basically with these discoveries, you find it a common theme. Researching these, I and I, I know we've talked about this before, <clears throat> that they get uh, whisked fa- away. Wi- yeah, by the Smithsonian. And once the Smithsonian oh gosh, gets, we I'm just going to go right in the I names. Didn't know we were. Once the Smithsonian gets involved, it seems like a lot of these stories and thoughts and top and just discussion of the whole subject just kind of goes away. I didn't know we were naming names. And yeah, why not? I mean, it just seems to be a theme, and the more you research it, it's just <clears throat> a common reoccurrence. Whether what what the, the reason for that being, I don't know. I mean, but I'll makes tell you, you a wonder. story about the Smithsonian that's 100 percent true. All right. Uh, and not to, I don't know how to say this. I hope nobody comes and kills me in my sleep tonight. <laughs> I am not suicidal, just so everybody knows. But on the record, me yeah. neither. Okay. So if I'm hanging from a ceiling fan someday, <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, anyways, there was a reportedly a giant weird bear killed in northern Canada, and this was in the ish. I don't know the story like off the top of my head. But ish, like early eight or early twentieth century, so early nineteen hundreds, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, and it was reported to be, you know, world record class, which for that area of Canada is not unheard of, uh, grizzly. Um, but it had weird dimensions, and it came in a little heavier than it should have. Yeah. For the, the what was it? The proportion of neck, like the length. Okay. Of the vertebra of the neck, it shouldn't have been that heavy, so it points that was a lot wider than it was supposed to be. And there was a lot of theories that it may have actually been the last short-faced bear. Okay. Which got a lot bigger than grizzlies and polar bears. Yeah. So this wouldn't have been a monster short-faced bear, but, a, you know, an adult. But Yeah, right, right, right. Because um, its face was reported to be kind of weird for a grizzly. And this is a guy that killed grizzlies, like, every year. Mm-hmm. And the body ended up at the Smithsonian. And then later on, a researcher, I think, in the 90s wanted to examine... The skull and the uh, the skeleton. They I know they had this, but the Smithsonian said it's on loan to this institution, and provided paperwork to prove so. So the guys like okay that happens. It happens a lot. It's just you know institutions lend parts of collections to each other to help you know research stuff. Right, right. So that's not odd. But he goes to this 
other institution, and they say, no, we returned it, here's paperwork. And he gets caught in this big feedback loop of the same thing repeatedly. And then eventually the Smithsonian says, we don't have that. We've never had that in our collection. Wow. And that actually happened. The guy had the paperwork with it and stuff like that. Yeah. The Smithsonian kind of deleted it from their collection records. So I don't get why a, a Ice Age bear would have been that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was in Northern remote Canada. They didn't die out that long ago, supposedly. So it wasn't like it was going to be a human giant ground changing. Right, right, right. Uh, but that is a true factual story that happened. And it's weird. Just, you think uh, what we perceive as the, it, what it's supposed to be, the Smithsonian as this place where you collect all this knowledge and you share all this knowledge for people to see like a public but is it even public? It probably isn't at all. The I mean, collection? clearly it's not. Yeah. No. Right. So it's not even in the public domain. It just goes there to... No museum is. Uh, okay, gotcha. That's, yeah. It's sad. I mean, it's unfortunate. I would have to look. And so this is kind of talking off the top of my head. Yeah. So I'm not sure how factually this is. I do not think the Smithsonian... I think the Smithsonian is its own institution. Okay. With government funding. Not ran by the government. Kind of like a... NASA? A lot of museums, a little less than NASA. A lot of museums operate that way. Mm-hmm. That they are, you know, that's why they charge, I th- Smithsonian, I think, free or like five bucks. That's why most museums are like five dollars. Yeah. Or yeah. just some, you know, petty cash. Right. Because it's, they are already getting subsidized by the government to provide education. Okay. Uh, but, so that may be completely wrong. Somebody may correct me on that. But that's my understanding of how that works. They are not government ran they're government funded Funded. Hmm. because there's kind of some confusion with that like state schools and stuff like that yeah the the government uh even maybe a little less than all those supposedly government has very little to do with them besides at helping bring certain types of education to the public's eye Mm -hmm. uh, either free or affordable yeah Hmm. i think the most expensive museum i've ever been in was the, the the field museum in chicago okay that was like 25 bucks Never been. Been, it's, to, it's been cool. to Chicago, but not that museum. It's cool. It's got a big dinosaur collection. Sue's there. Sue. The world's most complete. She was the world's largest and most complete T-Rex. She is now just the world's most complete T-Rex. Oh, nice. Fun. Okay. And the government, there's a whole government thing with that, too. Interesting. It got always stolen. comes back to the government. She got stolen from the, the lady that found her. What the heck? By who? Just The government. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. public domain. Wow. And they've never done that with any other fossil. Hmm. It makes you wonder about that stuff. Well, sorry I, for that tangent on your no, subject. I think no, I think it's important because it, it's it's not just well, it's not just T Rexes and bones. So it's it's not just the giant Smithsonian skeletons. is kind of the one that the government uses yeah. as its storage garage. If you want to think of it like that, okay. If it's of scientific importance, mm-hmm. and basically, first the Smithsonian will ask for that as a collection donation. Yeah, and then if you say no. It may it may get if it depending on the importance like there's a big thing with gold yeah like pirate ships there's historic gold mm-hmm. and then there's just gold right yeah 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 and so there's a big thing with in the Bahamas and stuff people not reporting their findings because the government will confiscate it if it's this type of gold right yeah and the guy that founds it that's been diving there for forty years doesn't care right he just wants it yeah yeah I mean it's your find. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I'm just yeah. saying there is that option that it's gets classified as public domain, and it's of, what is the other word? Heritage importance. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like a historic thing. Right, it makes like sense. Like if you go into a battlefield in Gatlinburg mm-hmm. and dig up a cannon, you don't get to take that cannon home. Right, yeah. Uh, which I get. I get that kind of stuff with that part of it, because mm-hmm. it's uh, important to remember our past. Right, you want to preserve that stuff. But a dinosaur that you dug up or something else, organic, may be a little different. But, sorry, not but it to, depends on what it is, yeah, though. Not to hijack you. But, I, I I mean, before I keep getting into, before I continue on with the giants that were found and stuff, it I think a lot of these things brings to question of why, why they hide all these things, why they hide... What's the purpose of hiding? You know, I think... Maybe tell a few more stories okay. before we get into the hiding. Okay. Thing, so that you can see the pattern yourself. Right. So, yeah, the Augustan giants were 
claim to end up at the Smithsonian. Correct. Or no, actually, no, I don't know about that. That I don't I, know. From my research, because I did look into that one a bit. Okay, okay. And But I only read there was three bodies. So the one, yeah. The, the biggest one... one was supposed to be, I think, 13 feet. Okay. And the two were like 10. Okay. Uh, so true giants, but nothing astronomical like we may talk about later in this series. Yes. Uh, yeah, because there's some, yeah. There's some really big ones. That have been found. Um, but yeah, I read they were. That was one of the ones that got uh, mm-hmm. spirited away. And uh, I've, I've always been under the impression like these bones that are found are not just like old, but they could be very, very old. I've also seen where they can be a lot more recent than we can even, that we even know. Oh, thank you. Like they could be just not thousands of years old, but even just like within a thousand or even under a thousand years old, like these things could have been around. So which way are you going? You're saying they're really old or really new? I, I've always growing up or not growing up, but when I first started learning about this stuff, I always lean on the side old, like very, very old. And they've just been preserved and they've lasted this long, at least underground. But then as I more look into it, I guess, it might not be. They could be still just as old, but they might have lasted a lot longer than I would have even imagined to where it's even they enter. So I will go. I mean, we don't have to get the final thoughts or anything right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. I think they're old. I don't think they're as old as you may think they are. Mm-hmm. I do think they were relatively recently alive, mm-hmm. maybe even up until the 2000s. Yeah, I think so. And we have stories later in later editions of this uh, special to talk about that directly. Uh, I think they were on the verge. I think, uh, what, what was it? I'm trying to remember. There was 5,600 years ago, there was an event. Uh, I think that's what kind of put a big nail in their coffin. Yep, and wiped out a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a few events definitely that have uh, played a role, and like, uh, and this is a bit off topic, but you know, like the uh, in China, the terracotta army, mm-hmm. like all those terracotta soldiers that were made were are proportionally a lot bigger than modern humans today. They're all I forget how tall each statue was. I could probably look nine it up. feet. I think. Yeah, they were all like nine feet, like big people. If they were proportionally made to people, maybe mm-hmm. they were just made that big to be. I don't think they were, and I don't think the terracotta one is. I don't know. I don't think it's anything to do with. Personally, I don't think it's anything to do with this stuff mm-hmm. because we have other artifacts in that area relating to the, the dynasty we knew existed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I just think they built them big. You're right. Well, they could. I mean, yeah, they could have built them big for intimidation, or it could have mm-hmm. been recreate. Maybe the army, maybe the soldiers, they specifically only had certain types of people that were the soldiers that could be too i think they built them big and they had i think they had them painted as intimidation yeah so anybody coming is like oh they don't only have an army out front they're all Mm -hmm. they're all nine foot tall Mm -hmm. i can't swing a sword that high yeah yeah no that would be intimidating we'll go home right (laughs) we ain't dealing with that today um but also around the world there's giant doorways on a lot of old buildings that were like uh for example the lost city of petra you know i know you know Mm -hmm. what that is it's been about everywhere but they only show the front like entrance to it which i think is weird you never see like pictures inside but that front entrance that doorway is just a gigantic and the picture doesn't serve any justice until you see actually someone standing in that doorway then you see how massive it actually is it's insane before i comment i want to tell everybody at home I'm not attacking Jay this episode because it may ca- it may come off on that. We have different ideas, uh-huh. but I do believe in giants. I do yeah. believe. So, but humans build people. Modern Homo sapiens build big doors. Mm-hmm. We know the Vikings built their doors 25 feet tall because sometimes they take their ships inside. Right. Yeah. And so the big door thing because I Graham Hancock has put that up mm-hmm. a couple times. I've read uh, his some of his stuff and like to me it's like. There's other artifacts or other or, uh, architecture that may point to giants. Right. The big door thing I don't care for mm-hmm. because people build big doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at some like 700-year-old Catholic churches in Europe. They have 15, 16, 17-foot doors. For who? For, but we for knew who, exactly they were built. We knew there was probably no giants left in that area because there's no depictions of them. See, and that's where we get into like the hairy areas of... Like we said earlier, the victories create history. Mm-hmm. They could be creating this whole 
history that these things, you know, these people never existed. We built a, these things, you know. Tin hat warning at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I'm with not all, saying it's not wrong. But with all this there's stuff, a lot of conspiracies that are true. Right. Just like with Bigfoot, you know, and you know any cryptid, whether it be the Wampus Cat, Mothman, anything. This I think it's all kind of follows falls under that veil, or that not veil, but that group of thought or that same just subject matter. And it all can be related as being some part of history that's been lost or misrepresented or being told never existed or wasn't part of our history. When it could be all along, it really could be. It's there now, you know, why Why didn't it play a, a factor in us being here now, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just all parts of the puzzle that mm-hmm. we're not always using. I don't disagree with you. I just, yeah. I am pointing out, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, at the end of the day... I'm not disagreeing with you. At the end of the day, n- none of us know anything right. in reality. Like, we don't know anything about... I'm not saying giants didn't build these giant doors. Right, I'm just right, saying right. I know for a fact ancient peoples have built stupidly big doors for no reason besides... Right. From what we can tell, people just like big doors. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? The Taj Mahal has a giant... Or it did have a giant golden door, and that was just a sign... Of power. Mm-hmm. Like when you come up, you know, doors giant, takes 16 people to open it. Right, yeah. And, and it's solid gold. Yeah. You know, that's just a sign to be like, here's how powerful and wealthy my kingdom is. Right, yeah. Which is a, it's a big power move in a, yeah. a, a lot of the world. We're not saying that every door, every giant door is that. Or not right, saying, right, right. I mean, we know the Vikings built giant doors because they would literally pull their ships into their center halls mm-hmm. and work on them. I mean, and it's no different than saying like, not it's like saying not every noise out in the woods bigfoot yeah i agree same difference i think you may have a giant door that had giants mm-hmm. i don't th- well we can get it that's hair later well only because like if you were a giant and you did construct and build you're not going to build a small door no but i think you'd have everything would be giant oh the stairways right. the hallways mm-hmm. and a lot of those places that have giant doors mm-hmm. don't have that which yes very much so they like they'll have back rooms that are what we consider roughly normal sized. Mm-hmm. And if you're 15 foot tall, you're not getting back there. And then that's where kind of you kind of ask the question, maybe these are super old buildings that they've repurposed, you know, on the inside. We did maybe, bring that up before. That, uh, or, well, excuse me. Other cultures have done that. Mm-hmm. The Mayans did it with the Olmecs. The, oh gosh, what was the one after? The Aztecs did it with the Mayans. Mm-hmm. They each took over previous structure and mythology without the fully understanding of maybe how to build it that way. Mm-hmm. And we can see that. And I think and that's... I think we'll get to it later with mounds. Yeah, very much so. Because I do have a thought for giants that I think we kind of agree on. Okay. I think you know what it is. Probably. I can't think of it right now, but I know we've I've, we've probably talked about it before. So want to go to your next one? Yeah, sure. Let's read a little this story. This could be a long episode. So this is a well. It could be a long series. Let's try to keep it brief. I, w- I kind of just want to kind of overview my thoughts of giants mm-hmm. and where I stand on it, and then as I further along, like we'll, tell we'll stories, tack, we'll we'll dig into certain yeah. certain things. I I think that's a good. Move. I I think for this episode, I I want to just acknowledge mostly that I do believe giants existed. I believe they played a part in our history. I believe they could have been remnants of us i think maybe we were giants one day or maybe we bred with giants or maybe we're just down the line of what once was giants so i'm with you on two out of three Mm -hmm. i think we're separate Mm -hmm. obviously the same branch of something yeah but i don't think maybe interbreeding at some point i'm just saying i don't think i don't think giants came from us i don't think we came from giants yeah i think they were separate step-offs like we see with other things okay uh Unless you really want to put a name on giants like Denisovans or something like that. Which right, we have yeah. DNA evidence of that. See, and I, I think like they could be even... Descendants? Descendants I from... just thinking about that too. Because I, I think the further back you go, I think the world... I, I truly think the world's older than what we are taught or believe or it was inhabited a lot longer. I was going to say, you mean modern... Modern, modern views of human activity and that all humans yes. yes everything from the giants to the pygmies correct yes yeah and it goes so far back and there's just i the more when you realize there's so much evidence for these things that actually is there 
Well, let's look at Ohio Mounds for a second, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name for the life of me, but a guy in the early 1800s went and mapped every mound in Ohio. He mm-hmm. took two years to do it. Mm-hmm. One, I think it's like 8% of those mounds are still here. Wow. That's craziness. Uh, and that's just us. That was in that was in his lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he's seen what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he knew he couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. I feel bad not knowing the guy's name, but he did amazing work. Uh, his map is still used today to find some sites because mm-hmm. uh, there's farms on top of it. Oh, farms. There's uh, golf courses. I mean, that's courses what they were originally and... built for, is yeah. farms. They were all leveled for farmland. Yeah, yeah. Is what, I, I, what I'm going up in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's seen what was happening, so he went and spent, I think it was two years of his life, every day mapping mountains. Wow. That's awesome. And I know he did it for Ohio, and I think he started to do it in the end, and it was already too late. Mm-hmm. Every, the population had caught up with him. He couldn't do it fast enough. And it seems like those mounds were abundant in America. Oh, yeah. Like, I abundant mean, everywhere. Well, it can get... I, I don't know how much... This is your episode. I'm sorry. No, we're. I'm enjoying this. I, this is what uh, I like talking about. Mound building culture. We we yeah. have a group in Native North America. We don't. I, we haven't identified mm-hmm. the mound builders. Mm-hmm. And if you read books and stuff like that, with uh, specifically Native Americans building and stuff like that, you get to this old level group that's just normally called mound builders mm-hmm. in, in the literature. And we have never put an ID on them because it's almost impossible. Because so old. Well, yeah, right? that's what. That's basically it. Yeah. But other, if you just want to say straight up Native Americans were the mound builders, a, a certain tribe mm-hmm. of Native Americans were the mound builders, they've been used by like a serpent's mound, mm-hmm. for example. Originally, the head of the serpent is on a uh, electromagnetic anomaly. Yeah. And it faces, oh, what is it? Do it, The head faces- East, I believe. East. and But it's on, if you stand, you can't do it anymore. But if you stand in the, the egg in the mouth of the serpent, your compass will spin. It's yeah. on a uh, an electromagnetic anomaly, which is amazing. And they they happen. It's not like we're you know that's not that doesn't have to be paranormal. Is what I'm getting at. I think I think the amazing certain, part is they found it. They found it, or and they're they, really lucky, right? But I don't believe that. Personally, I don't believe that. I don't. It's too much of a coincidence to be lucky. If it was in the structure somewhere, sure, mm-hmm. but not where it's located, right? Because that's a millionth of a millionth. You know, that's getting really, but needle in a haystack, like uh. And I'm sorry if anybody, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but I think it was something like 13-ish tribes have used Serpent's Mound for various things Mm. in its history. Uh, We know the last tribe that really used it, used it as a burial mound, but those bodies are really high up in the column. Yeah. It's been modified and and added to and changed in other mounds built in the area. Though some of the mounds in the area are a lot younger Mm -hmm. than True Serpent, some of them are about the same age mm-hmm. and been modified too. There's not really anything in that area, as far as I know, that's older than base serpent. Hmm. Uh, so we have this hidden culture. Yeah. That, and I'm not saying they're giants. That is a possibility. Uh, but some of these mounds are enormous. I actually think it was on uh, America's Scary Land. I heard them talk about the Dragonback Mound. Yeah. That's like. It's and if I'm getting this wrong, I'm sorry. I didn't research any of this, but uh, it's like 1,800 meters long, and 500 meters wide, and like 20 meters tall at the the pack. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell it's anything just until you look like at a, it from the air, like a hill. It's a hill. Yeah. And uh, but when you look at it from the air, you can see it's a mount. It's an actual built structure. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that may be. There's a chance that that's your giant culture. Yeah, has come in, and has built these in maybe when we could. I don't know. I don't want to hijack your thing. No, go on. Uh, whenever they disappear or whatever, why they disappeared, the Native Americans that may have been living alongside of them or came in after, which there's some evidence of both. Yeah. Uh, just we're like, well, these things are already here. Let's use them. Right. Exactly. And, that couldn't, not saying Native Americans didn't build the mounds, uh, but we have proof that the tribes that built the mounds, the last users were not the same tribe. Mm, so okay. like, I just, I don't want to say that without, I don't want to sound mean to anybody. The, whoever used it last is not the one that built it. Yeah, right. I, I think most people would agree with that. I mean, that. that's that's factual. Right. We know that. Yeah. Uh, from pollen dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do pollen layers 
like when the sediment was put on top, you mm-hmm. can see what pollen is there, and you can get a, a really good date from pollen. Uh, so like Serpent's Mound, I keep going back to that one. That's the one I know about the most about. It's the most famous for Ohio, for sure. For, and in the country, it's it's got to be up there. It's up there. Uh, there's a couple. There's a couple mounds down south that are pretty famous, mm-hmm. but Serpent's Mound is famous for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, its intricacy, the the one that doesn't get talked about a lot, but they have it down there. They talk about it. Is the like we said the uh, geoelectric anomaly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your compass can spin, or you can have problems with your compass. Right. I don't think it does anything to your phone compass because your phone compass isn't running off the electromagnetic field. True, it's running off of a satellite, mm-hmm. so it doesn't get affected by electromagnetic distortions. Right, right. But we know there's those things all over the country. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that those are or they're rare, but they're not. You can find them. They're not non-existent. You can look up one and drive to one right now. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. But yeah, sorry. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. It, that that plays a role, the electromagnetic phenomenon, but I, I whatever it yeah, is, I don't, I don't know, know what it is. especially the mound building culture. Yeah, and that's, that's I don't think, I mean, it matters how you really want to get into it. I don't think giants are super ancient. Right. I don't think, uh, I think they lived with us for a long time, and I think we may have been avoiding each other. Because I think there was a lot fewer of them than there was us, but obviously mm-hmm. they're a lot bigger. I'm a Christian, so I mean, the biblical giants are all over the Bible. Yep, Goliath, the famous, the famous one. one. Yep, yep. And I think I may be getting this wrong. Shows you how good I am. I can't remember if he is a descendant of Nephilim or not. If he was like a couple generations down, but there was a whole valley of giants. The Promised Lands was fooled by giants, and the Israelites were supposed to take the land from them because mm-hmm. they were going to, the giants are going against God is the, is right. And then the, the Israelites were scared. So they had to spend 40 years in the desert as punishment. Yeah. Cause they didn't trust that God would take care of them. And that's pretty, uh, not scary, but like, if you don't think God's going to take care of you over the, like yeah. these giants, yeah, you really, yeah, there must've been pretty intimidating or, uh, so there's, it matters which, in the, it matters which version of the Bible you read, but like, there was fruit the size of your head and stuff like that. The whole valley yeah. was supposed to be. And I was going to get to that too. Like, you go back in history with dinosaurs or whatever. What's the crustaceous period? When did we have our big, the big boom of life? Was it during uh, the beginning of uh, the crustaceous? Not what, the crustaceous, tell you. It was the, uh, oh, uh, I know it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Pretty uh, sure it starts with the seas, who? I know what the, the explosion. Cambrian, like, Cambrian the, the explosion. Cambrian explosion. So, like during all that, you know, I th- that's way old. Way, way, way. That's old. way before dinosaurs. Yes, and that, and like that was, there was, you know, small life, small life, small life. Then boom, all this flo- like life just flourished out of nowhere, and uh, you know whether that's natural or evolution or if it's God, you know. Inspire or it looks like influenced. The, yeah, the the forming of a mouth, I think, is what's responsible for that. Mm, okay, because uh, things could eat bigger things, right? Yeah, and chew it up. So wherever that comes, food became whatever started that process. I mean, I mean, imagine if you just had a hole, and there's nothing you could do. Like, there's no m- muscles to it. Oh, you had gotcha. To, you had to shove food into that. Yeah, you couldn't kill something bigger than that. That opening. No, you'd have to be like an atmospheric jellyfish or just something. Absorb it. But uh, uh, but with that, you know, fauna being bigger, animals being bigger, you know, if human beings, I don't think you have to go that far though. The last ice age, yeah, uh, just ended eleven thousand years ago. Yeah, we had megafauna, mega mammals specifically, right, everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's why I think giants really came in is because they were during that time co-competing with other large mammals. Mm -hmm. So they were the guys that kind of took up the forefront of okay, we got to get big because everybody else is getting big. Or every one else, everything else, yeah. everything's just. That's what giant. I'm saying. Everything, everything they're competing with mm-hmm. or hunting has gotten massive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of your early stories of giants, there's never, there's hardly ever more than two or three of them in a group. Yeah, they weren't what we'd consider social, as in from what evidence from, we have. Correct. There we go. Uh, but humans were. Mm-hmm. True, you know, Homo sapien or whatever you want to, however you want to cut that. Homo sapiens were around that time, mm-hmm. uh, and they did the other strategy, the ant strategy. 
you know, there's tons of us. Yeah. Starts. Well, we can kill a mammoth because there's 50 of us. You know, the giants could have killed a mammoth because there's two of them. Right. But that's why they probably had really long gestation periods. Uh, most mammals, the bigger they get, the larger the gestation period. Elephants is almost two years. Mm-hmm. Some whales are two or three years. Uh, Paraceratherium is almost three years is what mm. we can tell. That's an extinct giraffe rhino looking thing. That does make sense too. Like something that big wouldn't reproduce as much. And then, they can't. And then us as being smaller, we reproduce like rabbits. I mean, that's the smaller you get generally, mm-hmm. the faster you have offspring. It just That's one of the basic rules of life. Hmm. Wonder if that's part. Of, we're part of the takeover of the new uh, inhabitant th- of this inhabitants of this I planet. Think, I think they had uh, a hiccup, and we took advantage. Yeah, and I think that's biblical. I mean, you can look at the promised lands. We did take the promised lands eventually. Mm-hmm. That's the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of the world. Is the, you want to cut it like that? Is the world the Garden of Eden? I mean, if you're asking me, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, just a thought. I mean, it could be. It's not saying it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the promised land was the rest of the world. Just the rest of everything. Okay. Because they were, humans were pretty limited where we were at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that was your, well, you got to take these things out if you want. And that's what, I mean, just sucks, like, being stuck in the now, which isn't oh, suck, but. We didn't talk about Uncanny Valley yet either. Uncanny Valley? Where's yeah. that? Well, no, it's not a place. It's a thing. Okay, Uncanny Valley. You what don't is? Remember? Uh, You're fried more than me. It's morning. It's not morning. It's afternoon. For me, that's still morning. Oh my gosh! It's always morning until it's I go to bed. Five thirty to a dog shooting poop across the room. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> story for another time, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncanny Valley. Humans have built in. This is not a learnt fear, like needles. Mm-hmm. This is not a biological. It's so it's kind of more. All in lines of why most humans are scared of snakes. Okay. It's biologically built in. Okay. Some snakes are really bad. Some spiders are really dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's why these fears are built into our DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have a general distrust of snakes and arachnids and scorpions. Because mm-hmm. there's a the lizard part of your brain, we'll call it. the I think it's the ood. Is the basic part of your brain that's like programmed for survival. Right. The fight or flight. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, I know from past, that's bad. Right. Don't touch it. Don't get near it. And so in modern history, uh, we have built stuff like dolls and mannequins, and it's another genetic fear. Okay. So humans are generally scared of things that are human-like but not quite human, mm-hmm. and that's the modern homo sapien, and that's a common fear across the planet. Every a living culture today has that fear of things that don't quite look like people. Mm-hmm. They get really weird about yeah. But a gorilla is far enough away from people that we don't have that fear with gorillas or chimps or, you know, monkeys, even though they have a very human-like face. We have the same stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, in the same order most of the time, you know, besides some, like, proboscis monkeys have the... Anyways. Right. Uh, so I always thought uh, there's a sign that there was something that was very human-like that was eating us. Okay. Our great danger to us. Yes. That killed enough of our ancestors... To warranted this genetic programming to be fearful of things that look like people that aren't people. Mm-hmm. And I think that was your giants. I think humans were on the back burner for a while, uh, you know, living in the shadows, maybe like Sasquatch does today with us. Mm-hmm. And they were just, you know, we, we avoided every area with them mm-hmm. because it was, they were hard to kill. Uh, I don't know. That's always what I kind of thought. And that's that's a biological thing that's in our brains. To show that we are we are scared. There is something human-like. Uh, some people actually put it as Neanderthal is yeah. the culprit. Yeah. And because there's some signs that they may have ate uh, our earlier ancestors before they interbred. Mm-hmm. Or they did both. Right, yeah. Uh, and they're still cannibals today. Yeah. Like, that still exist. But when it's a different species, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Because it's... It's just like why we're scared of anything that can kill us that we that's not us. Right. And it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which everyone has that ignorant fear. They're still of other people just staying strictly with people. You know, mm-hmm. they're different than us. You're, yeah. You're no, automatically that's a biologi- scared. I mean, if you want to really cut teeth, that's a biological program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't like things that are different. Right. That's kind of, I don't know how to say that without sounding horrible, but that's kind of like the root of racism. And yeah. you're supposed to walk past that because that's the lizard part of your brain. Right, yeah. You have so much more part of your brain 
You can be like, they're the same as us. All right. We're still, that's an ascending human being that realizes that. Yeah. And that's, but some people still buy into the lizard part of their brain, which is, it can be hard to over talk with some stuff, but that's one thing you should be able to get over. Well, yeah. I mean, you you could, I mean, I don't want to say you should, but like everyone's different. Everyone moves at their own. Everyone's, yeah, but. You can't control what other people think or, you know, if that's part of, it's, that's how they are. That's who they are. You know, it's, it is what it is, but. So what do you think about Uncanny Valley? Um, interesting enough. I mean, I don't really know for sure where I stand or not that where I stand on it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting. It makes, it just makes you wonder. It makes, it scratches that itch that. Okay. So how advanced do you think giants were at their apex? So I think like they were just like us. If you, I th- if I get back to like the, at their apex, I think at their apex, their lineage, they were just like us, like like just like modern humans, if not even smarter than modern humans. So I guess what do you mean? I mean, cultural or civilizational wise. Okay. I'm not just. I, I mean, I I agree with you. They probably were just about the same brain structure as we were. Mm-hmm. So you know, they weren't any less intelligent than us, but doesn't mean they had the same stuff or how long they had it for. Right. Right. Each culture has moved differently with the same blueprint brain and right and i'm also under the belief like we a world like we live in now could have already previously existed and been destroyed and buried and you think it was giants could be i think i think when you say that i guess be really specific so i think like a lot of our ancient structures that we see that are still that have made it through this test of time that are like really old like pyramids is that when you're getting perhaps pyramids like the great pyramids perhaps even them um even just the pyramid building at the beginning uh, may have been giant inspired or mega, you know, like our megaliths and stuff, I think were built by giants because they're just so massive and huge and either small people, you know, modern sized humans either had different technology or ways to move things that we do now, or it was giant people building giant things like the temple of Jupiter and uh, Lebanon and stuff like these 40 foot, you know, one piece granite pillars that are, you know, erected or 80 ton stones moved and placed with perfect precision, 30 feet high up off the ground, you know, could be easier explained if a giant were to build it, you know, every, these buildings were just gigantic and huge, proportionally big, you know, if they had the time and resources to do that, but it would be strange, not strange, but hard to even imagine someone our size with the time and resources to build something that grand and amazing, or it could have been a small group of people with giant, giant advanced brains or, you know, strength and bodies. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. Here's what I think to all that. And this is what really bugs me about ancient aliens. Not what you said, Mm -hmm. just kind of that. Some people take that thought Mm -hmm. and go way overboard with it. Yeah. That everything that humans, previous ancient humans did, was impossible for them to do. Right, right, right. Uh, Ancient Aliens is famous for it. It's just... I agree with that. Uh, they take it and run to the... Tenth... I think every major th- construction is easily done. Not easily. Not easily. I can believe every major thing we have today mm-hmm. could have been built by ancient normal humans. Mm-hmm. With enough... I mean, I told you about the one actual crystal skull there is. That they said a modern machine couldn't have polished uh, right. quartz like this. Yeah. And the shaman's like, well, it's been 150 generations, and every shaman polishes it every day. Yeah. And that's why it's like that. Or not, it wasn't a skull, it was an orb. Just a, yeah, just yeah, a it crystal was an orb. orb. But, yeah. And that's kind of what some of the crystal stall stuff led from. to. Yeah. That it may, you know, the time frame of stuff can be all wonky. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying giants didn't build or instruct. Maybe people had to build this stuff. I mm-hmm. just, I always fall back on that. That's not the only explanation. And right. I, you don't do this, but some people do that. It has to be my right. theory yeah. because there's no other way they could have done it. And that's what bugs me. You don't do it. I'm right. Not, anybody on Jay doesn't do uh, that stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I know I don't. Cause I know I always come from the perspective of, I, and I think I said this early in the episode. I know nothing. Yeah. I really yeah. know I mean, nothing. Really? Nobody truly knows. Mm-hmm. If you weren't there to see it, it didn't happen, basically. But uh, I'm not saying so. Like when we get into stuff like go back to Tepe, mm-hmm. uh, that was a cultural learning center, as far as we can tell, an ancient cultural learning center. Mm-hmm. 
from the end of the last ice age is mm-hmm. what it's looking like. Yeah. And there's, excuse me. And that's just when they're they... still excavating and still. Yeah. And so far we have found no traces of people living there in this giant, it's kind of like a city, but kind of not. Right. Cause it's just and like it's, a big hilly field. What was it? Is it 11,600 years old? Yeah. It's really old. Mm-hmm. And some people have pointed, Graham Hancock's one of them, that it looks like some early forms of agriculture agriculture started there and spread out over the world. Mm-hmm. In the world, I mean. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of science point that this was just purely a culture that figured this out. They had excess food. Uh, they probably weren't very mean because they built this thing to teach mm-hmm. other cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, Graham Hancock brings up the, uh, the purse holders is, yeah. is the bringers of this. And that's kind of what he puts too. But I do think that that is what Gobekli Tepe was, is a agricultural learning center. I, like a science center almost. Yes. Yeah. For like the a day knowledge. It was, I mean, agriculture was the cutting edge of the, of the planet. Cause when you didn't have to fight every day for food, the human brain, that's when the human brain exploded. So do you think, and this is just a thought i always had in my head do you think uh that could have been the first place where they started agriculture but like as a new like starting fresh like brand new like let's say so some people connect atlantis to go back to tepe and say like yeah. hey after atlantis collapsed they went and they're like oh we're gonna teach all these hicks how to farm so we don't have to yeah and that is that is a thought i don't i personally don't subscribe to that theory mm-hmm. doesn't make it any less credible right yeah I just don't feel that way about mm. that certain talk. I really think it was, and it could be giants. I don't think, I, I kind of am on the fence of it being some race like giants. Yeah. I think it was a race that got their stuff together a lot faster and was kind for some reason. Super rare in humans. Right. Uh, it is, but it isn't. I think like we're, we're programmed now to not be as nice anymore. Yeah, I, I think it used to. I, I agree with that. But I, I mean, think I think people's natural... Human I, characteristics are to help each other. And... I think people are the panicest, dumbest animals on the planet. I think a human is always generally good, besides some really of like there's, on your hand exceptions. There's always the exceptions, always. But I you think can't general have... humans, a person, are generally good. Are more good than evil. Yes. And I agree with that, too. I think, depending on your, you know, your upbringing, your life, and everything like that, I think if you just had a, a blink person... They're generally gonna do right over wrong, and yeah, I do. But so I think this ancient culture, though, that could take you specifically. Yeah, I think they got their stuff together. They were maybe kind of borderline bored. They look, you know, they could have been world explorers and already had that already worked out. And mm-hmm. then they just like, well, there's all these people. I mean, we can teach them. Get them to, to do some know, stuff for us. Teach them, yeah, even that. You know, maybe just teach them. How we do stuff. Yeah. So they can have better lives. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really when the human brain really changed is when when you are fighting for food and water and resource and shelter every day, you don't think about anything. You're pretty hostile. You don't, I mean, just, I, whether hostile friendly is a di- I, to me a different thing. You don't think about anything. You don't advance your own life. Right, yeah. Because you can't. You're trying extra, to survive. That's extra time. Yeah. That's extra resources. You're trying to figure out how to get your base resources Mm -hmm. and i think this ancient culture kind of figured it out first or maybe not even first figured out and shared it yeah i can agree with that and you can put them as giants you can put them as pygmies you can put them as whoever you want even aliens if you want i mean if you want to i don't think so right but i i just you can put whoever you want in that slot Mm. and going back sorry i'm talking a lot for your no no this is good uh going back to the mound builders I think it was the same thing. I think this massive, you want to call it a Native American tribe, that's fine. A group of people, whether they're big, small, or medium, mm-hmm. came through, figured out how to do these mounds a certain way, build them, and then I don't think they taught anybody anything in North America because it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. It seems like there's copycats and they're built a little differently. And then there's people that use the existing ones. And, you know, because they're built some, like, uh, I can't remember. Serpent's Mound is built on top of a, a crest overlooking stuff. It is. It's it's re- built right on a ridge, and I believe it faces east. 
and for when, the spring equinox. Yeah, and when this when on the spring equinox when the sun rises, if you're facing right over the snake's head and its open mouth and the egg, it rises directly in the middle of all of it perfectly. So like you're gonna go to stuff like Stonehenge. Mm. Stonehenge lines up with so many things. Which, is that people drawing conclusions that are of accidental stuff, or mm-hmm. was it built purposely like that? Well, and I've also heard this of Stonehenge is that it wasn't actually what we see now is that oh, stone Oh, no, there's circle. the giant wood piece of it. Well, they, they're saying, like, I've also heard, like, we've, as modern humans, constructed that to make it seem like it was based off the sunrises and stuff. Hmm. But they were. T- I was also told, like, it had nothing to do with any of that at all. It was actually just, you know, old structure, really, really old structures that were there, just like houses, housing and things, temples, whatever you want to call it, built there. But we repurposed the stones and made it, this whole story out of it, to... Um, steer your direction of what really was there, who was there, you know, to make it, to change your course of thought of what it actually was. Because the one guy, I follow this one guy on YouTube and he talks about ancient history and stuff and how the world, you know, is reset over time. And a lot of our old structures, he seems to think came from, uh, they weren't actually built from stone. They were actually built from wood and actual organic materials. Yeah, we talked about this. And they calcified. Calcified or petrified or however you want it. They were turned to like stone structures now to what we see today. And he said, you know, that's from a couple things. Either super volcanoes spreading ash and covering everything in ash. And and then the earth also flooding, the great deluges that, that happened. And that could be a, a couple of things. Either the earth flooded in literally mud, just... And rose up from the ground, you know, everything was just so saturated and engulfed everything and just covered it in mud and preserved everything how it was. And then mixed with that ash and stuff, you know, the minerals filled in the areas and then boom, now we dig it away and we're left with these buildings or whatever. And that's what this guy was saying about a lot of these big circular structures. He speculates they were old domes because some of them, as they dug them up, excavated it, you can see like the struts and the... Uh, would the girders or whatever you want to call that that would make up a giant dome and this is just the top of it that we've uncovered mm. so it just looks like a round uh, I don't know just a round hinge I guess you'd say that because you see those everywhere those round hinges and he thinks they're all domes they were all domes these are just the tops that all you see is what le- are these domes used for housing or what housing um, whatever that was because I think I've seen the dome thing before yeah whatever they used as their housing or their buildings that was like the most structurally like the best way to build it for strength and structure you know integrity lasts the longest and hopping back excuse me to stonehenge mm-hmm. uh have you ever seen well this is new i think it's new york city has a couple of those streets that are lined up with the equinoxes oh really perfectly didn't know that and like they have traffic they have tra- traffic problems every year because mm-hmm. the streets fill of photographers trying to take pictures Which... of it going straight over and yeah there's a couple of them and that's how accidental so they say. I think it was. You think so? Because New York's a mess. Yeah, but also but like you're gonna find. And my point is, you're gonna find a street that points at the equinox. Yeah. In a city with two hundred thousand streets. That's true. And if one points at the one, it's gonna point the other. Mm-hmm. I guess I wonder. I I I don't know anything about this. I haven't. But I I would like to look in what streets they actually are. If they're major roads, and I would say there's they're something not major. To it. They were like. The suburbs, houses. Okay. One, one kid figured it out in like the t- 1990s. Uh, okay. Because he was trying to be a photographer. Uh-huh. And he didn't know what it was, but he knew every year the sun landed over the end of his street at the end of the railroad yeah. tracks perfectly. So he wanted to get a photo of it. And he post, I, you know, put it in a contest and somebody's like, what day was that? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's Bob. Well, that's the whatever equinox. What are the odds? That's I've noticed that before too, driving down my road. Uh, or actually, it's not my road, the one right next to me. But if everyone doesn't know, we live in the middle of corn. It's everything's a square mile. And uh, when you're driving down, there's trees that cover the road. And one time, like perfectly, the sun will set right in between yeah, all of every it. Every road it's, in Ohio yep. will have it set perfectly yep. one day a year. And about everyone will witness it at one point in their lives yeah. <laughs> if you just so, pay attention at all to anything. Yeah, I don't know. You got another giant? It's We've been talking about random stuff for 35 minutes. We're fine. Okay. What? Well, you want to take a let's take a small little break here for well, a second. We're at Fifty-four minutes in. So oh I think shoot! A small little break would be. Oh yeah. No, let's not take a break. Let's just finish up this episode then, real quick. Yeah, um, we got one to end on. Uh, short and sweet. Here, there. Here's one from a uh, Muskingum County uh, newspaper clipping from Muskingum County, Ohio. Um, 
July 29th, 1880. All right, uh, let me zoom in a little bit so I can read this newspaper clipping. Okay, Giants in Muskingum County, Ohio. The mound in which these remarkable discoveries were made about 60 made was about 64 feet long and 35 feet wide. The mound. Okay, I was like, that's a big <laughs> Yeah, giant. not the giant. That's a, that's a small whale. <laughs> that's from the top down. Okay. And gently sloped down to the hill where it was situated. A number of stumps of trees were found on the slope, standing in two rows. And on top of the mound, on top of the mound were an oak and a black hickory stump, all of which bore marks of gray age. All the skeletons were found on a, on a level with the hill and about eight feet from the top of the mound. <clears throat> now to a more particular description of these antiquated remains. In one grave were two skeletons, one male, one female. The female face was looking downward, the male being immediately on top, with the face looking upward. The male skeleton measured nine feet in length and the female eight feet. In another grave were also found two skeletons, male and female, with the female face looking upward and the male facing downward. The male frame in this area, in this case, was nine feet, four inches in length, and the female was eight feet. In another grave was found a female skeleton, which was encased in a clay coffin, holding in her arms the frail skeleton of a child three feet, three and a half feet long, by the side of which was, was by the the side of which was an image which, upon exposed to the atmosphere, crumbled rapidly. The remaining seven were found in single graves and were lying on their sides. The smallest of seven was nine feet in length, the largest ten. One single circumstance connected with this discovery was the fact that not a single tooth was found in either a mouth except in the one encased in clay in the clay coffin. Any questions about any of that so far? Mm-mm. Pretty interesting. So I've actually heard, it's funny you brought it up, because we haven't talked much about this yet, mm-hmm. but I've heard that with other giant stories about them facing weird directions. Yeah. And that they, a lot of times they'll have their hand over their chest like this facing down. Like ceremonial burial, yeah. basically. I've heard that too. And I've heard they crumble really fast. Like they turn the dust yeah. when they're examining and them. And I, I think that's an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. I think they do crumble. Mm-hmm. I think they get really brittle uh, from worms and stuff. There's well, there's worms in the soil that specifically eat bone. And that's a, a factor of age. Yeah. I mean, a, that's just a, how long have they been in the ground. Yeah, immense age. Let's see here. On the south end of the mound was erected a stone altar, four feet, four feet and a half wide and 12 feet long built on earthen foundation nearly four feet high having in the middle two large flagstones upon which sacrifices were undoubtedly made that seems like speculation to me but Mm -hmm. gonna continue on for upon them were found charred bones cinders and ashes which i guess i guess i don't know someone could have just placed in there this was covered by almost three feet of earth Okay, never mind. This excavation that would be a little, a lot, quite a bit of effort. The hoax. Okay. Um, this was covered by almost three feet of earth. This excavation was made under the direction of the Muskingum County Histor- Historical Society, and the things alluded to in this letter or dispatch can be verified by a number of witnesses who were present and watched the work as it progressed. It was pursued with great interest and diligence, and there and there. There being the strongest incentive to prosecute the investigation, for such remarkable developments in mound opening are very rare, and are therefore fascinating in the extreme. Their future labors were also rewarded with additional developments, which, if they do not throw additional light upon this giant race of people that once inhabited this country, will at least stimulate research. What is now profound mystery... The result of this excavation may in time become the key to unlock their still further mysteries that centuries ago were commonplace affairs. I refer to a stone that was found resting against the head of the clay coffin above described. It was irregular shaped red sandstone weighing about 18 pounds being strongly impregnated with oxide of iron and bearing upon one side two lines of hieroglyphic. Oh, hieroglyphs. That's weird. Of hieroglyphics? Is that how you would say it? Yeah. I would think it would just be hieroglyphs, right? I don't know. I'm not the best with language. Me either. But that's the end of that uh, little newspaper article. 
And I'd say in the past probably 50 years, have you seen a newspaper article going to at least any of that amount of detail? No, it's all garbage. Right. Which is, it's This is when they would still shoot reporters. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, to put it bluntly. <laughs> no, I'm saying like the people that may be hiding stuff yeah. would just kill reporters. Now everybody's like, yeah, we're not going to report on that. Yeah, my grandpa Frank was a reporter, and he got shot in the head for talking about a giant. I mean, hung himself. Right, yeah. He hung himself with a bullet in his head. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, did you ever know about uh, Abe Lincoln's quote on giants? Mm-mm. So Abe Lincoln, I think it was over the Niagara Falls. I want to pull up the quote here so I don't get it wrong. Um, but he was at uh, Niagara Falls. And where is it at? Okay, Abe Lincoln said, The eyes of that species of extinct giants, whose bones fill the mounds of America, have gazed upon Niagara as ours do now. Hmm. That's a president. That's a president Lincoln. President, a uh, respected president. Mm-hmm. Saying that uh, uh, when he visited Niagara Falls. Not Nixon or somebody. No. <laughs> I, I tried to do an impression, but... <laughs> I don't even know if he ever did that. I just I, that from cartoons. Futurama does it. Exactly, that's where I got it from. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. But I think I, I think he said other stuff about giants too. I think so. I'm I, trying to remember. There was one. one... I think he seen one, like a, a skeleton. Okay, I wouldn't put it past that. I'm, I'll look that up. I'll, I'll look that up for the next. I think because I'm remember something on history I had a little blurb about it. I think mm-hmm. he had seen one previously. Mm-hmm. During his term, and then, well, like I think, I think it was more commonplace back then that this was more. Well, they're still digging, right? Everything's been dug. Every yeah, right, yeah. Every easy soil's been dug. Agreed, yeah. Uh, and it's suppressed now. Like I don't think it's nobody wants not nobody, but so I here's what I think it was maybe originally suppressed, mm-hmm. but there's I don't know. I mean, how would you prove it now if they're all gone? That's where I think it's being suppressed now. Because, like, the Smithsonian could be like, oh, we don't know where those things went. Mm-hmm. So we gotta go, like, we it, can't look like, a, we can't look stupid. Right, yeah. So, no, this so it never could be either way. It could be, yeah. You know, it's, the Smithsonian's purposely doing stuff like that, or they're like, they disappeared. Mm-hmm. And, they don't, and they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not be privy to the the reasoning. And now they're gonna be like, nope. Oh, yeah, it's over there. Oh, yeah, it's over there. Yeah. Never had it. Never even had it now. Because they're like, yeah, we lost a piece of our collection. I'm not responsible for this. Yeah, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It that never tur- happened. That got turned into 1839. It wasn't even there. How am I supposed to know? Mm-hmm. Like, I got a, a room full of bones 10 miles long. It's not in there. Right, yeah, yeah. You're not even allowed to look, though, either. They let some people look. Some people. Not everyday people. I've been back there. <sighs> Any secrets to tell? No, they was like a little corner. Oh, okay. But yeah, I've seen bats at their I, bat collection. I can't tell if you're serious or not. No, I'm not joking. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I've seen their preserved bat collection on, hmm. on like cloth in all the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That one, on one of the tours we did. We doing good? On, uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah. good. Well, um... Any final th- thoughts? Do you want to touch on the great headache or do you want to save it? I think we'll save that. We'll save that. I, I would like to know if... Uh, People, if our listeners have any interest in this topic, if you do, maybe we'll run a poll on Facebook or mm-hmm. something just to see if you guys are interested. We'll continue this conversation, but I think I think I introduced some thoughts just to get just to get it into people's I think minds. We put our base opinions out there, too, yeah, yeah, which helps you know for building up on this topic. Because there's, I want to make it clear, everybody home, there is not a handful of giant skeleton remains reported to be found. There's not a lot. There are literally tons. And is there any giant experts? I'm not sure. Like who Bigfoot, like when you say there's no such thing as a Bigfoot expert? I mean, there's archaeologists that have claimed to find them. Right. So, I mean, who else? I mean, really, that is who you have an expert in that field. Well, I think, I think it's a good note to end on. I think so, too. Well, I have been the mysterious Justin. And I've been the giant loving Jay. And we've been your guide to this mound surfing, Gobeki Tepe and wrecking giant survey. Yeah, here we go. And we will catch you next week uh, on the show. 
Have a good one. Bye. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.